This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to these fallen members and honorary member. Anthony Tran, TB5549 from Southern California Garrison. Chris Scott, ST10772 from Central Garrison. Marcus Walker, TI30715 from Carolina Garrison. And Lucasfilm historian J.W. Rinsler, who passed away from pancreatic cancer at the age of 58. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 131 for August 2021. Here are your hosts, myself, Todd, TI and TB10078. This is Marcus, TK14057. Nikki, DZ8397. And I'm Joe, TI and SL12743. Well, the 501st Legion is currently at 14,581 members, with 32,084 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member, listed on 501st.com at the time of recording, is Mark, TI-23584, a new Thai reserve pilot for German Garrison's Echo Nova Squad. And speaking of our mighty German Garrison, at the end of July, they reached the milestone of having 1,000 active members on their roster. In fact, thanks to Mark, they now have 1,009 active members. Congratulations! In this episode, we attend a car show, several free comic book day events, and get in some productive trooping time with Operation Clean Sweep. Stay tuned! There have been several new costumes added to our reference library since our last episode. Our clone trooper detachment has two new CRLs, the Republic Commando Runt from Battlefront 2 and the Perch Trooper Electro Staff Specialist as seen in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. From our Jolly Roger Squadron, the detachment for TIE Pilots, they, compl- they have completed the CRL for Titan 3 Squadron TIE Pilot as seen in the game Star Wars Squadrons, and I've actually played that Titan 3 Squadron TIE Pilot, so I'm very familiar with that. Good job, guys. The flagship Eclipse has completed the CRL for a new Mara Jade costume from the six-issue comic Star Wars Mara Jade by the Emperor's Hands. Trained as the personal enforcer of Emperor Palpatine's will, Mara Jade was given the title and rank of Emperor's Hands. Having learned that she failed to eliminate the correct target of on a previous mission, Mara infiltrates Black Nebula's base on Nesmi to complete the job. And last but not least, Moff Gideon from the Mandalorian is a new CRL from our Imperial Officer Corps, modeled by ID 66901, who recently attended an event in his Moff Gideon costume and met Giancarlo Esponzito himself. ID 
6691. Felt pretty lucky to be able to meet him while wearing his Moth Gideon costume. And Mr. Espensito seemed very, very curious about its construction, even mentioning at the end of their interaction, how do I get one? So who knows, maybe we'll see Mr. Espensito joining the Fabo First Legion someday. And those costumes are all now ready for independent GML approval. As always, you can check out links directly to each new CRLs in our show notes, and you can see the full list at fiberfirst.com slash CRL. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. For this episode's Catching Up with Our Honorary Members segment, we're offering congratulations to author Kevin J. Anderson on his induction into the Colorado Authors Hall of Fame. He, along with other inductees, will be celebrated at a banquet on September 18th. Congratulations, Kevin. So it's time for another Legion 101 segment where we try to cover a basic topic about the 501st Legion. Uh, looking through the messages we get in via our 501st Legion Facebook page, the most popular question seems to be regarding how to join the 501st Legion. And although we've covered it a bit each time we go live on Facebook, it's probably been a while since we talked about it really here on the podcast itself. Um, so I thought we could go through the basics um, a lot of people seem to have the sort of misconception that we're a store. Um, so they try to go through our CRL or looking for prices on how to buy stuff. So we, we're definitely not a store. We're not a licensed Star Wars costume entity. Um, we are a hobby club. So all of our, our resources are you know, put together on our detachments that we talked about on a, a previous episode for the, the Legion 101 segment. And and those are our resources to help sort of point you in the right direction. You can't buy costumes on the detachment sites either. So um, we have a website set up called 501st.com slash join. So that's where we always try to send folks as their first step to read all of the information that we've outlined there on the, the best way to get started. Um, as we've talked about before, getting in touch with your local garrison is always the best option. And doing research on the detachment sites for the specific costume or costumes that you want to research is the next best step after that. Any other advice you guys have? Well, I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, hey, well, of course we all do. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody else go first. Wait, wait, wait. never mind. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just to say, I was looking up these new CRLs that we just talked about, and I can't find a buy it now button. So uh, <laughs> what is up with that? <laughs> no, remember, uh, for all of our listeners, the costume has to fit you. That's the big thing. You know, so nothing, nowhere where it says uh, or our vendors says 501st approve or anything like that. It has to fit you. So that's why all of the costumes that you see our members wearing are typically made by them or at least pieces by them or they've, you know, maybe commissioned other pieces because it does have to have to fit your body uh, so that way it looks like, you know, you stepped off the silver screen. Yeah, that is usually one of the big warning thing, pieces of advice that we give new people. Do not just go on eBay and believe that because someone puts in their listing that it's a 501st approved costume that you can uh, immediately gain membership from that um, because the person most likely is not th the same size as you. So the costume's not going to fit properly. So and like Todd was saying, that's it's almost a bigger deal than having uh, movie accurate pieces 
Like you can have the most accurate pieces, but if they look like sloppy on you or too big or too small, it it just wrecks the whole illusion uh, that you're trying to recreate to begin with. So um, you need, definitely fit is you, important. You need movie accurate pieces, accurate also to your pieces, <laughs> the, the dimensions of your, your, your body there. Yes. Yeah. If we had a dollar for every single time someone came up to a 501st Legion table at a convention and asked, how do I join? I Or, or where can I buy a costume? Uh, I think uh, we could make a rather sizable donation to a, a charity somewhere. <laughs> so um, I always tell people, well, to join, uh, go to 501st.com and look up your local uh, chapter, your local uh, garrison there, and uh, join their forums. I think that's the first and uh, biggest thing that you can do. And make some friends and start out small. And when you go to build a costume, join a detachment, which we've talked about on this podcast before. And, you know, a costume is... Uh, first and foremost, I think an investment, uh, little by little, you don't want to go all in all at once, you know, uh, get your boots here, get your, uh, other costume pieces at a, another time and put it together slowly and get advice. Cause if you uh, go all in, uh, well, you might be disappointed. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that we really, really hate doing is when someone messages us saying, my costume's done. I want to be approved. And that's the first time we ever hear from the person. And we have the unfortunate task of having to say, you know, I'm sorry you you bought something that is not at all, you know, going to meet our standards. Um, so we really, you know, encourage people to get in touch with their local unit. And, you know, if they see something listed on you know, Etsy or online somewhere, just send us a link and say, can you look at this? Does this look okay to you? You know, um, or on the detachment forums, post what you're trying to shop for on there for advice from the detachment. You know, definitely, definitely do your research before putting any money into anything. That's true. Usually the detachments, probably all the detachments have a nice list of where you can uh, source these these pieces from sometimes you know they're they're easier costumes to to make um than others and sometimes it's uh, it takes a long time to source all these little parts like a boba fett they have so many different parts that are not made just by one person or you know one company or so it, it sometimes um you know i wouldn't get too discouraged with trying to tackle something that big and um the i'm going to say the more popular the costume is the easier it is you can't you will get help in your garrison because almost guaranteed there is a stormtrooper in your garrison or outpost um when it gets to more obscure things um again don't get discouraged because they you know if there's a crl there's somebody who made that and identifying that person and getting that help is um not hard at all whatsoever so even if you look at you know, getting a Guido or getting a yes again something that doesn't not, not everybody has um, in the garrison or you know sometimes we only have one costume in the legion that's it um, you know it'd be nice to get another one like we have for example um, we just got a Darth Maul in our garrison mid south garrison and um, it's not a very common costume and seeing that in person was was amazing because I don't see that that much you know, in our area. But yeah, 
don't get discouraged and do your research. Right. Like the Moff Gideon that we were talking about, as far as I know, the, one, right? the model for the CRL is the first one. And I don't yep. know that anyone else has made it yet either. So, you know, if I had someone in my garrison say that they want to be Moff Gideon, um, you know, our garrison membership liaison hasn't ever approved sure. that costume yet. So they would definitely need to work with the Imperial Officer Corps to, you know, get more information on how that yep. costume is put together and all the aspects and what he needs to look for. Um, so that's definitely the, there's a, a, a deep partnership between all of the different garrison membership liaisons <laughs> on the detachments. They really lean on them because, you know, garrison membership liaisons have, well, some of them have, I suppose we, I do know of a garrison membership liaison at one point who practically had at least one costume for every detachment. So he was he was pretty well versed, but most people, you know, as as you heard from our membership counts earlier in the episode, we're we're averaging about two costumes per person. So mm-hmm. most people don't have the whole range of the five hundred first CRL. Um, so yeah, so everyone from new recruits, you know, all the way to the garrison membership liaisons, um, rely on the detachments because they are our resources for all this information. You know, there's something new that's been coming up. Uh, well, it's not new. But I think it's been happening more prominently. And that is the increased level of 3D printing. Mm-hmm. And I know many people are saying, hey, you know, I've downloaded these files. I'm printing them out and this is going to be my armor. You know, it's all done, you know, on my own. And that can be very problematic. Uh, you know, it, it may seem that you're on a good route, but you don't know necessarily who's designed these particular pieces and they may not actually meet, you know, the qualifications for membership. So it is good to, again, use the detachments and maybe vet that first before you put in all that printing time and everything. And, and let alone the, some of the challenges with 3d printing too, given the extra, you know, sanding and, uh, you know, bondo and filler and, and shaping all, all that. Um, there might be an easier way. So definitely, as the other said, run things like that, you know, and other questions, you know, if you're looking to purchase line through the detachments and get that advice first before you actually go and start making that investment in money or time. Yeah. Another question that we seem to get a lot is, um, you know, I, I look through the costume reference library, but the character that I want to do isn't in there. Um, so like, obviously, like we just talked about Moff Gideon and also that uh, Mara Jade, she replicated the costume from a comic book that came out in 1998. Um, so, you know, there's no, you know, time limit on adding new content to the CRLs. Um, but if there is something that you want, you have your heart set on, you know, replicating, not sure that I would recommend that task for a first costume, but, you know, if you're, you know, really gung ho about it, um, definitely work with the detachments because they're the ones that put together the costume reference library. So, You'll have to work with them to figure out all the needs that they have on on clearing that costume. Um, and it, it might be a longer process as a result. But like I said, if you're really gung-ho on that costume, it would be worthwhile in the end. We're about nine months away from Celebration 2022. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, celebration's definitely the time when people bring out their, I, I, I'll say, more obscure costumes because <laughs> more people are going to recognize them at celebration than, you know, if they're just at 
any old random troop. You know, people are looking for stormtroopers, invader, uh, muggles. That's all they recognize, you know. I will bring my um, pink booty shorts and boom mic <laughs> operating. <laughs> so watch out for those shorts. <laughs> not an improved costume, but... I was going to say, disclaimer, <laughs> not <laughs> approvable for <laughs> First Legion membership. <laughs> not yet. No. <laughs> I don't know. Is he on screen? No, he's no. Yeah. Behind, the camera. Well, behind the scenes crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's been any behind the scenes anything, but there's stuff. You know, we have costumes that are not on the screen. Um, you know, there's still some people that think because our logo is a giant stormtrooper that that's all we accept um, is right. stuff that you see in the movies. Um, but obviously, there's lots of characters from the cartoons, uh, like this Mara Jade. She's that costume's only from a comic book, not seen anywhere else. Um, also, before Thrawn was in the cartoons, um, he only existed in the novels, um, and people made that costume for 501st Legion membership. So, lots and like 501st.com/crl, lots and lots of costumes in the 501st Legion. I know people have done a lot of freeze framing to find the exact model watch that that crew member is wearing in that one shot of the Mandalorian. You know, <laughs> it was a little visible behind that wall before they uh, CGI'd him out. Yeah. <laughs> can't freeze frame it anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, Nikki, 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 just like you said, you know, uh, of the CRLs that were mentioned earlier, you know, three of those were from computer ga- video games. Mm-hmm. Almost from a yeah. comic book, so yeah, yeah, we're much more diverse now. That um, with regard to where where these costumes appear, but you know, again, like like the comic book, I think is probably probably the hardest one because um, because it has to be visible from all sides at some point. You know, full full body. Right. With video games, you can just you know. Like with regard to the Tie Fighter from the pilot from the um, Squadrons game, you know, you literally can can turn him any which way and look at all the all the facets of the of his costume. With a comic book, it's, it's different, especially. Yeah, I mean, I it's been years since I've read this these this this um, series, but it has you know apparently it, it was available. Um, all these shots were available. So, and the, the model did a great, great job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to recap, 501st.com slash join yep. for all the information on how to join. Um, or if you wanted to reach out to us with questions, uh, the email is recruit at 501st.com. You can email in, message our Facebook page and whatever, or whatever other social media you're on, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Um, message us there. And we'll get you in touch with either your local garrison or point you to the detachments. Depends on what your question is. Yep. One last bit for our recent news segment. We're sending a belated happy birthday to old Sarge from Garrison Carita. He turned 80 years young on July 29th and still trooping strong. And um, I have witnessed old Sarge. 16 years ago at Celebration 3 in 2005 and he was at a uh, panel um, showing off his uh, it was about costuming and that's the first time I've seen him uh, 
nine years before I joined the Legion. So that was a cool, cool little throwback when I saw that he turned 80. So again, happy birthday. This is Star Wars author Kevin J. Anderson, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come one, come all to the Geonosis Arena Games, where fun can be had by all. You can see it all right here. Beast versus Beast, Man versus Man, or Man versus Beast. Creatures and victims, <clears throat> I mean sentient beings, are brought to the arena daily from all over the galaxy for your enjoyment. Make sure you don't miss out on this Sunday's main event. It has been brought to us for our viewing pleasure by the bounty hunter Jango Fett and the former Jedi Master Count Dooku himself. It will be a three-on-three -three event. Three beasts versus three humans. For the beasts, we have a Nexu, a Reek, and the deadly Aklay. And for the humans, we have a former Queen of Naboo and her two Jedi consorts. We will settle any possible love triangle out for them. Other specials for this Sunday's events also include one credit space dogs and half-price calf. For the first 1,000 kitties that enter the arena, get a free Poggle the Lesser bobblehead doll. So don't forget, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come to the best place for no-holds-barred live-than-dead entertainment. That is, the Geonosis Arena Games. This year's My Brother Vinny Walk took place on June 13th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. The walk was in a new location this year, which made it easier to walk and troop as it was in the town of Yorktown Heights and around a field. Two members of the Empire City Garrison's Hudson Valley Squad attended. Bob, TK-4703 in his Stormtrooper, and Jeff, BH-51391 as the Mandalorian. And, as usual, they were well-received by the crowd and already invited back for 2022. Hopefully the organizers will be having their annual Thanksgiving event for the veterans and ECG can attend that, too. Thanks to Bob, TK-4703, for that report. Empire City Garrison participated in an outdoor picnic for over 50 residents and staff of the Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County's facility in Bayville, New York. The event was held on Wednesday, June 23rd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, the residents of this facility have various disabilities and are monitored 24-7 by on-site staff. This facility was hit very hard by COVID-19, and this was the first outdoor fun event the residents have had since the pandemic began. The ECG had Chris, TB6744, Joe, BH91452, Andrew, DS10214, Bill, TK20177, in attendance, and were joined by Crystal, DZ32287, from Mountain Garrison. This was, this was Joe's first troop with his incredible Mandalorian costume, and it was a huge hit with the attendees. Members of the Rebel Legion's Echo Base and the Saber Girls Endor Temple also attended, and ECG greatly appreciated their support. Due to this being technically a medical facility, um, everyone who participated needed to be COVID-19 vaccinated to attend, and the activities were held outside. They all needed proof of vaccination and were required to fill out a health assessment form before entering the building to change. ECG posed for photos with the residents, interacted with them, and ran an outdoor blast trooper for a portion of the time to add some excitement to the event. They had cards to hand out and fun wanted posters of some rebels they were looking for, including Grogu. The rebels did some interacting as well as some force training and lightsaber battles, which the participants really enjoyed. As long-time listeners know, um, Chris TV6744 works at the um, Policy Association in Nassau, and this was a particularly moving event 
for him personally, and he knows firsthand how the agency and the people they serve have struggled over the past 15 months. And both the participants and staff were overjoyed by this event and very appreciative. Thank you, everyone who came out for this to help bring some joy to the residents and staff at CP Nassau's facility in Babel. They hope to set up future events with CP Nassau at Babel and possibly some of the other facilities in the coming months. Thanks to Chris, TV6744, for that report. Empire City Garrison attended the third annual CradleCon at the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, New York, on July 17th and 18th. This year, the event was dubbed Mini CradleCon, or Cradle Pop Shop, because it was scaled down from previous years to meet current COVID restrictions. Although it had no guests or panels, it retained its following of vendors and local artists. The CAM is Long Island's Air and Space Museum and features an actual unused moonlander, A-10 tank killer, and other incredible artifacts from our aviation history. They also have a dome IMAX, motion rides, and some really neat exhibits. They have been very impressed by ECG's appearance over the past 10 years, and we're very happy to have them as part of their third annual Cradle Con. This is a pop culture-type con with vendors and artist tables being put on by the museum itself, and all proceeds from the event went to the museum, which has been struggling recently. ECG also ran a photo op and blast trooper event throughout the day to help raise money for Stony Brook Children's Hospital. The garrison raised a weekend total of $245, and combining efforts with Sabre Guild and Rebel Legion, over $1,000 was raised for the hospital. Nine troopers attended each day, volunteering a combined 88 hours towards the event. Thanks to Bill, TI201, or maybe he's TK, TK20177 for that report. On the afternoon of July 18th, five members of Garrison Carita and their Rebel Legion counterparts, plus two members of the Galactic Academy, attended the Crazy for Cars car show. Now, Crazy for Cars is a yearly event at a ranch in the Poconos. Proceeds from the car show benefit AWSOM, A-W-S-O-M, which stands for Animal Welfare Society of Monroe, a no-kill animal shelter in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. Crazy for Cars was able to raise $2,500 this year to donate to Awesome. Our troopers had quite the swanky changing room accommodations. Initially, it was going to be a hotel room at the ranch, but then they were upgraded to having a whole salon to themselves. So there was plenty of seating and tables, a private restroom, a private changing area, more than adequate air conditioning, and a refrigerator. The troop consisted of walking the grounds of the car show. Attendees, car owners, and pets were amazed and excited to see our troopers, and the photo opportunities they provided were too numerous to count. It was amazing to see families, some consisting of three generations, getting excited over Star Wars together. Karita's Tusken Raider in attendance was reportedly quite the goofball, first imitating Steve Stevens by using his staff as an electric guitar at the DJ booth, while Billy Idol was playing and then somehow scoring a free ice cream sandwich with some weird antics and screaming in that crazy language that Tusken Raiders speak. Their Thai Reserve pilot did an amazing job escorting a little boy who wanted to walk with them. It was very hot and humid, which is a given at an event held outside in the summer on asphalt surrounded by metal vehicles. However, our troopers were real troopers, pun intended, and only took one water break. Thanks to Lorelai, DZ90160, for that report. 
Our Northeast Remnant garrison had the pleasure of supporting Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter in The Mandalorian, at three different New Jersey stops on his signing tour. On Thursday, July 22nd, seven members of the Northeast Remnant garrison, plus a droid builder with his BB-8 unit, appeared at RC Collectibles in Lebanon, New Jersey. It was a great event where Dominic Pace was signing autographs and helping promote Star Wars. Though there were not a lot of fans in the evening, those that were in attendance were very excited and appreciative. Their hosts were very happy to have us, and NER hopes to be able to help them again in the future. They had a massive space in the back of the store. The whole store was quite large. For our members, they change in, and were very happy to offer food and water throughout the event. Dominic was super appreciative of us and what we do for the Star Wars mission. So it was great to get the chance to chat about him and all the good stuff both he and the 501st are doing. Thanks to Taylor, TA12110, for that report. Then on Friday, July 23rd, NER followed Dominic Pace over to Pandora's Box in Lafayette, New Jersey. Six members plus an R2 builder attended for another fun troop. Um, although, like most weekday troops, it was a quiet day, but there were still some customers coming in to get autographs, and a good time was had by all, nonetheless. Thanks to Don, TC73168, for that report. And lastly, NER suited up to support Dominic Pace once more for his stop at the Adventureland store in Blackwood, New Jersey, on Wednesday, July 28th. Seven members from NER, plus Matt as Obi-Wan from the Rebel Legion, and a visitor from Garrison Carita attended helping to provide some great Mandalorian bounty hunter costumes like Din Djarin, the Armor, and Dengar. Their host always pulls out the red carpet for NER, and this was yet another reason why they always try our best to help him and his store. Dominic was such a great person to meet, and he took the time out of his day to personally interact with us. His story is a great inspiration to so many of us out there, and it was an honor being able to help him along his journey of making Gecko the Bounty Hunter a household name. Thanks to Blake, TK52780, for that report. On July 26, five members of Empire City Garrison, joined by Bella from the Rebel Legion as Ray, attended the Sunrise Day Camp Star Wars Color War Breakout. Sunrise is a camp for children with cancer, and their theme this year for their Color War was Star Wars. ECG took part in the opening ceremonies as they announced the Blue Team Jedi versus the Red Team Sith. Immediately following the ceremony, which kicks off the week-long camp event of games and activities, they posed for pictures with the attendees and handed out hundreds of trading cards to the enthusiastic children. They had a fantastic time and look forward to supporting this event again in the future. Thanks to Bill, TK20177, for that report. Trooping in Japan has been on hold, but that didn't stop them from making a great effort to do some good in their own neighborhoods. Since they are unable to gather for events at this time, keeping members united and active has been a real challenge. So a plan was put together for an all-day activity asking their members to volunteer some time to safely patrol their neighborhoods and pick up litter. Thus, Operation Clean Sweep was born. With the summer heat levels in Japan and to prevent unnecessary public attention, as some areas are still in a state of emergency, members did not participate in costume. In place of their normal trooping attire, they proudly represented the Japanese garrison and the 501st in their racing shirts and gear. Operation Clean Sweep was deemed a successful activity, keeping spirits high and making the Empire a cleaner place. You 
have to check out our show notes for a link to their photo gallery and see the Star Wars-y backpack one of the members used to transport the trash. Thanks to Brian, TK42114, for that report. Eight members of the Empire City Garrison attended the New York Police Department's Star Wars Family Day on Saturday, July 31st, from 9.30 in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. This was a very special event for members of the NYPD and their families. It included entertainment, food, activities, music, and more. ECG was honored to participate and interact with the crowd, take photos, and run the Blast the Trooper game during the event. They were joined by a Leia costumer from the Rebel Legion and R2 builder James, who brought his incredible R2-D2, which was a huge hit. The officers and their families were excited and appreciative for our members' visit, and many of the kids and adults were dressed in Star Wars costumes and attire. Our members had a fantastic time interacting with them, and at one point were asked to help flank the police helicopter as it landed. The Blast the Trooper game was very intense. The kids went nuts pummeling our members with hundreds of darts, but it was all in good fun. Special thanks to Lieutenant Samuel Irizarry and his co-workers for inviting and hosting our members. Check out a video from this event via the link in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. And once again, Empire City Garrison attended EternalCon at Hofstra University in Hampstead on Long Island, New York. This event was on Saturday, August 7th, and Sunday, August 8th, from 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day, with an early setup on Saturday at 7.30 a.m. It was a mid-sized con that included entertainment, guests, movie cars, comics, toys, panels, and more. After a few hiccups, they got things going and had a great time interacting with guests, taking photos, and raising money for the Cerebral Policy Association of Nassau County. ECG had a large prize basket with items donated by the members that they were raffling off. Plus, they ran a blasted trooper sporadically when they had manpower to raise additional uh, donations. Over the two days, they managed to raise $1,006 for the organization, 500 of which was donated by a prospective member, Justin Weiss. Justin has multiple sclerosis and has wanted to join the Fire First for some time in his dream costume as Scout Trooper. With help from his community, he was able to raise more than enough uh, money to cover the cost of his costume. He's donating any remaining funds to charity, starting with CP Nassau. Justin stopped by to see the ECG at Eternal Con to present the donation, and they were thrilled to receive it. We'll have a link to read more about Justin and his journey in our show notes. Then, as if trooping at the con itself wasn't enough, they also did a live feed over Zoom on Saturday morning to attend the Greenberg Public Library Virtual Fan Con. The library had a special program going, and they wanted the ECG to do a 501st Legion panel to explain how we make our costumes and answer questions from the teen guests. Brent, TI-22071, was able to attend in person in his tie, and he remained there in costume the entire time while explaining some of what we do and his own experiences. Then Chris attended via Zoom from the convention to give a quick tour of the ECG setup at EternalCon. The librarian and others on the Zoom enjoyed the conversation and said the live feed added some real excitement to the event. Thanks to Brent to be able to cover that in person. Well, back at EternalCon, Everett, CC slash DS71181, did double duty on Saturday with his amazing 
Clone in the morning and Kylo later in the afternoon. Matthew, IG slash ID 62257, did his gunner on Saturday and switched to his officer Sunday to help run the Blaster Trooper. Chris, TI slash TX 6744, did his tie Saturday and debuted his new Shadow Trooper on Sunday. You can watch Chris's entire TX build over on ECG's YouTube channel, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes, of course. Chris then switched it up later that afternoon to the Rebel side and wore his new Luke Empire Strikes Back Bespin costume to help staff the table. During the event, ECG took the opportunity to recognize Joseph, TX-17824, as their July 2021 Trooper of the Month. They also had Demetrios Papadonios, Greek god Papadon, drop by with his family. He's a pro wrestler and a friend of the ECG who has helped promote their efforts on his new Force Order podcast. ECG would like to thank those members and family and friends of members who were able to come early both days to help set up and get things going, and who stuck it out for some long hours on both days to keep the table covered. Combined, ECG troopers donated 96 hours to appear at Eternal Con and fundraise for charity. ECG maintains that they could not do what they do without everyone's help patience, and determination. Thank you for helping make this event a success for the ECG and CP Nassau. And thanks to Chris, TI slash TX6744, for that report. Well, let's talk about free comic book day a bit. <laughs> so, normally, it's held the first Saturday in May. But for 2021, free comic book day was celebrated Saturday, August 14th. Many of our garrisons, where it was safe to do so, headed out to their local comic book shops to celebrate the day and bring attention to the fact that there were two Star Wars High Republic comics as part of the giveaways. Northeast Remnant Garrison sent six members to Bob's Collectibles in Hamburg, New Jersey, for their free comic book day event. They also sent six members to Comic Relief in Tom's River. Lots of customers showed up and were very enthusiastic about seeing our troopers and took many photos with them. One kid could name every Star Wars character appearing at the troop. And at seven years old, well, maybe he'll be a Legion member one day. Well, disclaimer, being good at Star Wars trivia is not a membership requirement. But overall, quality experience and a good host. Last but not least, the Northeast Remnant Garrison deployed four troopers and a Leia from their Rebel Legion counterpart to the Comic Crypt in Eatontown, New Jersey. Northeast Remnant Garrison always has a great time trooping at the Comic Crypt, as 501st member Brian is the owner, so he knows the routine. And they always have a great time trooping for Free Comic Book Day, as there's always a crowd, and everyone loves Star Wars and seeing our costumes. Currently, there is a War of the Bounty Hunters comic storyline running through all of the Star Wars comic book titles, with Dengar being a huge part of it. So it was a perfect time for Bro, BH8869, to troop in his Dengar. But being August instead of May, when Free Comic Book Day normally is, it was hot. Like, Tatooine hot. But they all braved the heat and made for a good time. This was a milestone troop for Roofer Steve. He hit his EE-100 at this troop. What is EE-100? Anybody know? I was hoping Marcus could tell us. Is that like some sort of a fizzy thing? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe it's an NER thing. We'll have to ask him. NER, you're listening. Tell us what this means. <laughs> well, 
Unfortunately, they didn't have the actual award to hand him, so they'll honor him in writing for now and get a photo at the next troop he's at. For Bro, BH8869, this was his 15th year attending Free Comic Book Day. It's special because it was actually his first official troop with the Northeast Roman Garrison in New Jersey proper. He had joined in October of 2006, and although he attended New York Comic Con in February of 2007, that wasn't in New Jersey. So, Free Comic Book Day on May 5th, 2007 is his unofficial trooping in New Jersey anniversary, and he hasn't missed a Free Comic Book Day troop since then, except in 2020 when there was no Free Comic Book Day at all. Thanks so much to Chris, TK41066, Dan, DS50503, and Bro, BH8869, for those Free Comic Book Day reports. And Empire City Garrison uh, also attended Free Comic Book Day at Grasshopper's Comics, Long Island, New York. Chris, TB6744, Trapper, ID55584, and Ronald, SL5928, were joined by Len from the Revolution as Obi-Wan. The event was lightly attended, but with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the day, even with heat and hot weather outside. They stayed mostly inside due to the heat and only ventured out front for a few photos. They had a great time taking photos, handing our cards, and helping attracting people to the event. The store was very happy to have us there and treated our members very well. Members of the Mighty ECG also appeared in support of Free Comic Book Day at Fourth World Comics in Smithtown. The troopers in attendance braved a very hot day to greet store customers, pose for pictures, and hand out trooper cards. The four troopers were joined by Esquire and photographer Jordan Braun. The crew at Fourth World were very happy and appreciated the support, and all were glad to see the return of Free Comic Book Day. ECG Troopers Ronald, SL5928, and Trapper, ID55584, made a brief appearance at Rocky's Comics for Free Comic Book Day. They arrived at 2.30 p.m. and stood in the store taking pictures and handing out cards as the people picked up their free comics and shopped in the store. Around 3.15 p.m., they were asked to go behind the store, and to their surprise, there was a birthday party going on. Now, Trapper and Ron took pictures with the partygoers for a little bit before heading back to the shop. They had to call the troop short at 4 p.m. due to the heat and lack of air conditioning. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, Dave, TD6513, and Ronald, SL5928, for those reports from the Empire City Garrison. So did any of you guys get out trooping for Free Comic Book Day? Not. Unfortunately, no. Aw. Yeah. Did you? I did. Yep, well, I didn't do it in costume, but I brought my droids out, and mm -hmm. one of our other members, um, he came in his Stormtrooper, so we just had a Stormtrooper, R2, and Chopper, our new droid that we have in our family. So, so that was exciting. Um, although I'm... Also in New York, like Empire City Garrison, uh, the mm -hmm. comic book that we were a shop that we were at uh, was right near the beach. Uh, so we had this nice, cool breeze. So we were under a, a shady tent. So we were pretty good. It wasn't too hot that day. Um, okay. But it's always it's a this comic book shop's on a pretty um, busy road. It's the main road to get down to the beach. Um, so we had lots of people that were not necessarily coming. Because it was free comic book day, they were coming because they're like, what the heck is a stormtrooper doing here? <laughs> um, so that's always exciting because it's just like the, the random interactions. Um, some people all the way from, you know, not even realizing what we're from to 
the other range where there was this guy who, you know, he was giving us all this trivia and telling us how much he enjoys Bad Batch. And, you know, so it's it's sort of crazy to have like such disparate conversations all at the same event. Usually either, you know, everyone's kind of a muggle or like everyone is really into Star Wars. So this was the whole range all in one event. <laughs> but picked up my free comics, so that was cool. Nice. So it was a good day. Went to the beach and had some ice cream. Oh, good. And how did Chopper perform? Um, Pretty good. So that was his second troop. Um, he's We're still working on his sound, so he couldn't make any noise, which I'm sure made him even extra grumpy because you know that Chopper likes <laughs> to complain. So R2 had to talk for him the whole time, which I think he really didn't like, but <laughs> it, was, it was good. I was going to ask, I'm I'm glad you said that, Nikki, because I was going to ask you, since you have R2 and Chopper both in your family, uh, that must make for a very lively family discussion. You probably need a, <laughs> an interpreter or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait until Chopper can talk to you. Um, we also have, for our R2, he has this whole, like, dance program that we've worked out. Um, so any, like, songs that kids have requested over the years and stuff like that he's loaded up with all this music and so when we were going to do the same for chopper we're like well he can't play the same music that r2 has because r2 has you know happy from that what was that that trolls movie he has everything is awesome from the lego movie i'm like chopper needs to have like I don't know, angry or music or something. We were like going through all these like dance songs, trying to figure out what would Chopper play versus what would R2 play. So there's like from the second Lego movie, there's that song. Everything is not awesome. So we're going to have Chopper have that song and R2 has the other song. So it's a lot of fun. Upcoming events. Star Killer Garrison, covering Western Pennsylvania, sent in a list of some upcoming events they have in the next few weeks or so. On August 27th and 28th, they're attending a Mars Exploration Celebration in Mars, Pennsylvania. September 4th and 5th, they'll be at MomentoCon in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Saturday, September 11th, will be the Pittsburgh Cure Search Walk, as well as Brickfest in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. And Laurel Highlands Art Festival will be September 11th and 12th. Thanks, Josh, ID 26031, for sending those in. Have fun storming the castles. Member shout-out. So before we go to our member shout-out, I would like to recognize a celebrity in our midst. Um, a few days ago, I watched the Disney Gallery Um Star Wars The Mandalorian, about the last episode of Season 2. And lo and behold, Joe, you were in there. What's going on? I was. Oh, 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 yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That guy holding the Sith holocron. Uh, that, yes. That was, uh, that was a younger, slimmer, yours truly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that photo was taken at uh, Celebration 6. Um, 2012. In 2012, yeah. Yeah, nine years ago, nine years and about uh, maybe 20 pounds ago. Um, <laughs> but it, it was uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I was there uh, as a member of a different costume club back in the day, mm -hmm. the Dark Empire, and uh, in my custom Sith, and uh, we had a ball. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise to uh, be watching 
uh, Mark Hamill talk about the fans and the making of the uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, part, spoiler alert there, in uh, uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian. And then when he talks about the fans, and then, boom, there's my schnoz with a whole bunch of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, other friends there. And uh, that was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, that was great. Actually, I was just watching it, like, just before uh, coming on to record this episode. And I'm like, hey, I, I saw you right there. And that was <laughs> that was really neat. So, <laughs> so back to a member shout-out. So, <clears throat> we're recognizing our June 2021 Troop of the Month, Matthew Schrader, TB99920. He received no less than six nominations. For reference, usually nominees only receive one or two. We've picked out one to read to you now. Hello, I would like to nominate Matthew Schrader, TB99920 of Garrison Corellia for Troop of the Month. Matthew made the most selfless act someone could make and helped save my husband, Jim Platzer, TD11029 of Starkiller Garrison's life. Jim has been sick for a few years with liver issues and this year... He needed a transplant. We had put out a call for a live donor, and Matt answered that call. He didn't want to tell Jim that he was doing this in case it didn't work out and didn't want to disappoint him, which would never have happened. Matt let us know once he was cleared to be his donor, and we were floored. This whole process has been a whirlwind, and there are no words to express the gratitude that not only Jim feels, but his whole family. Matt made this decision to help a fellow member out not for selfish reasons, but to help save a friend's life. Matt deserves everything we can possibly do for him for this selfless act. The surgery happened on June 28th and was a success. They were the hospital's first ever life donor surgery for a liver. Matt is home resting and doing great, and Jim is currently in rehab, trying to get better so he can go home. Matt, we will continue to thank you for the rest of our lives for this gift. You're everything this region and this world deserves. Signed, Gina and Platzer, TS-11277, Stark and the Garrison. As from what I understand, since this nomination was submitted, Jim is also home now. Yes. Um, so he's out of rehab. So, so, so great that that this happened and Matt was a match and that it all has worked out for the best. Yeah, just amazing. What wonderful generosity and, and selflessness. Um, definitely deserving Trooper of the Month and just what, what, what a wonderful act. Um, that this one really is, is very touching. It's also coincidental that the last time there was a liver transplant from one member to another, it was also in Pennsylvania. Yes. It was, <laughs> yeah, that was what, um, I don't know, nine, eight, nine years ago. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. I remember yeah. it. I have a little pin that they made to to commemorate the occasion on my uh, 501st lanyard. Yeah. But, yeah. So now it's time for our charity spotlight. This episode, we'd like to highlight the Foundation Fighting Blindness. This one was submitted by my Garrison's charity liaison, Jill, TI71411, and here's what she sent in. The Foundation Fighting Blindness mission is to find a cure for blindness caused by retinal diseases. There's currently no cure. But through research and gene therapies, many advancements have been made in improving vision loss. 
The major fundraiser for this organization is the Vision Walk, which is held at various locations all across the country. These walks bring in donations to the FFB, 100% of which go directly to fund research. Members of Garrison Excelsior have participated in a few Vision Walks in western New York and in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where they joined up with Starkiller Garrison. We have collected donations at local Comic Cons in support of the FFB, and these efforts were primarily headed by me, Jill Olson. I am legally blind, and this is a very important cause to me. Last I knew, I was only one of three troopers in the Legion to be legally blind. Though I have lost a decent amount of my eyesight, I don't let that stop me from sharing my story and helping to raise money for all charities. It is my way of fighting back and being thankful for what I am able to do. So thanks for sending that in, Jill. She and her husband will be traveling down to Pennsylvania again on October 16th to troop with Starkiller Garrison at the Vision Walk in Pittsburgh. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look up on Facebook as the 501st Legion or go to facebook.com slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st cast is also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. Hopefully the organizers will be having their annual Thanksgiving event for the veterans, and ECH can attend that too. Thanks to oh, Bob. You, sorry, oh. typo. ECG. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the emergency command hologram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a little I, truck I in there. see what you did <laughs> there. <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. I'm going to have to get a, uh, you to do that again because that sounded great. I'll put that at the end of a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Northeast Remnant Garrison sent six members to Bob's Collectibles in Handbook. No, not Handbook. <laughs> Activate the emergency command hologram. We're doomed.